Ideas All Day, a podcast where we, not experts, discuss our ideas and place them into piles, such as the good ideas pile, the bad ideas pile, and the ideas pile. This week, we are going to be discussing ideas for surviving new job employment opportunity or as if your positions change. Let's do some intros. Starting with Kate. So for your intro this week, how about what kind of jobs have you had in the past? You want like my full rundown on my work history? Maybe your top three. I was a behavioral health worker in an elementary school. That was exciting yet exhausting. I liked that job because I was kind of on my feet all the time. So that was pretty cool. I did Crown's Crew in college, which I liked because I was getting paid to be outside. And I like being outside and doing stuff like raking leaves. So that was always fun. And my current job is a compliance officer, which I am in an office environment, which on rainy, cold, miserable days is fine. But when it's nice out, I'm kind of like, oh. I wish I was outside. But yeah, that's basically a rundown in my top three paid positions. Nice. Alex, how about yours? My top three positions? Oof, that's Yeah, that's our top a... three jobs that you've had. I have worked at a zoo before, which was a lot of fun. I got kicked by and bitten by many a thing. And I currently work in a financial institution. Customer-facing retail side, as one may say, doing nice. financial things, because none of those connect to, at all to each other. Bling, nope. bling, mother trucker. <laughs> bling, 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 mother trucker. Bling, bling is right. Mm-hmm. And me, Ajax, I have, I guess, my top three. I'll just put my current job and my past job together, because I've been in the same organization for 15 years. I was a naturalist for like 12 of those. So the other three, I've been stewardship coordinator at my current environmental nonprofit. My other job is being pole dance instructor. That was kind of fun. I always liked that one. It was really, got you get a kind of like a little energetic high from instructing other people. It's kind of fun. I, I enjoyed it. You get a high from telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. You're bossy. Nice. I didn't know that about myself. And I guess my last genre that I did a lot of work in, in the past was probably retail. I did like worked at Petco, worked Kohl's, Ross Dress for Less. I worked in supermarkets. I've done a lot of those retail positions in the past. So that's me in a nutshell. All right. It's my turn to go first to say my ideas. My first idea like something that I know that I would probably do, the first thing I do would be to get a planner to help me organize my own time. And also it just helps me schedule my work life balance. If I was to have a new position, I would probably want to keep on top of the new responsibilities that I have and the new time requirements for that new job and have make sure that's outlined in a daily planner and to keep my home life and my life life planned out. When you're starting something new, it's not always easy to get into a new schedule. And there's going to be new energetic requirements and it's going to, you'll have to plan for it in advance. It might help you in the long run. So that's my first idea. My second idea is just keeping a healthy schedule in general. Healthy food intake is always good to keep you sustained for the day's energetic needs. Adequate sleep for sure, that is has a big impact. Eating breakfast. I know my day is definitely always better when eating breakfast because got to have that little energetic boost in the morning. Of course, I think it makes me hungrier in the afternoon too, but what, double food is always good. I think this is all part of the healthy schedule. This is all the same idea. Mental stimulus and also physical movement as well. So like hanging out with your friends and also physical movement, keep that stuff in your schedule because all those things keep you more sane as a person. My next idea would be to write things down. A lot of times you're in a new job. You don't know who's, what's what, what's going on. 
who you're working with, what your actual tasks are going to do, because there's a lot of things that are brand new being thrown at you. Writing things down to remember what you're supposed to do is an idea that I have. Also, another idea is to be physically prepared for the job that you have as well. Because if you have a labor type job, a physical job, where you're expected to do specific tasks, being physically fit for your position will help you feel better while doing that position. It'll make you be able to accomplish more. And also it will help you get a decent amount of work output as well, as opposed to if you were not physically fit and you were required to lift 50 pounds continuously. If you were not prepared to do that, that would make that job unbearable for you and also harder for your employer as well, who can, if there was another person that could lift it, could do that. So being physically prepared for your position if it requires you to do so. And my last idea is to ask questions. That is always something that I think helps you if you are the new employee in any type of situation. If you need clarifications or not quite sure what your job job is wants you to do, definitely ask questions. Because if you're in the employer's position and that question was a something in somebody's head before and it was never asked and it leads to an not the best output, <laughs> you can definitely be in a pickle, other words. So, I mean, asking questions is my fifth idea. That's it. Wonderfully Thanks. done. Wonderfully done. Thank you. Thank you so much. Alex, why don't you do your pilings first for Ajax's eyes? Oh, I'd be happy to. All right. For Ajax, for your first idea, getting a planner to help yourself keep organized. I'm going to put this in the good ideas pile. Always good to be organized, especially in a new environment. Until you get used to your routine, used to what you got to do in the day. Not a bad idea. And especially if you, depending on the type of job, where if you're changing locations, moving around a lot, or have to jump to different departments, probably not a bad thing. Although I will say too much planning is bad because then you get stuck in a rut. You got to be able to be flexible. I'm getting into your second idea, having your healthy scheduling, <laughs> which I'm going to put straight in the ideas pile. It's not a bad thing. I'm all about sleeping is fine. Eating is fine. But you know what? You got to stay ready to go. You got to be able to, to jump around thing to thing. You might have to get up at six o'clock morning. And go, oh, my God, I've got to go to work because there's an emergency. You got to be ready to go. You can't plan for everything. And not to mention you brought up physical movement, which automatically demotes it. So <laughs> unless I'm rolling around in a chair, you know, from spot to spot, it's a bad idea. But I'm not going to put it as a bad idea because it's not. What if rolling around a chair is valid? If you're considering that physical activity, I still have to make it bad then. The only reason it's not in the bad idea is probably because of the physical movement. It's because you brought up breakfast, which is my favorite meal of the day. So it brings it back up to the ideas pile because breakfast is amazing. It's the only meal I tend to eat in a day religiously. Lunch, God forbid I actually get a lunch in my day and dinner lately has been an issue. But breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I ain't not forgetting it. And it's delicious. So <laughs> ideas pile for that one. Yes, I averaged ideas. Yes. <laughs> you did it. You did it. For your third idea, taking notes. I would say, are we going to put the ideas going towards good? Because it, especially when you're very, very first starting out, first few days, taking notes is great. But with every job I've ever been a part of, there's always that kind of gray area or that, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do or this is the, the instructions, but there's always those little things that you may not get. So unless that's what you're taking down and you're absorbing the rest of it, I really can't say because if you just take notes or get instructions on how to do things, it never 100% will fit all those circumstances unless they're like a perfectly made system or a perfectly laid out plan, which they're never going to be. It's not how reality is. But overall, still a good idea, not a bad thing, especially when you're learning something brand spanking new for that position. Now your fourth idea, be physically prepared for the job. Now I'm not going to like toss it down because it involves being physically prepared. <laughs> I am not going to do that because it doesn't involve actually physical movement. It says to be prepared for it. It doesn't fall into the usual category of exercising, but it's still going in the ideas heading towards bad, more on a technicality, actually technicality, because <laughs> if you're in an interview, 
and you're or you're looking at an application, it says you need to be able to continuously do lift 50 pounds on a regular basis or continuously through the day. If you cannot do that or can't do that by the time you're done, you shouldn't be getting applying for that position. You aren't technically qualified. So really getting physically prepared for something you're not ready for in the first place or applying for something you're not ready for in the first place, don't do it. It's not going to help you. It's going to make you look bad. You're better off finding a different position. You know, I know times are tough, but if you're going to stay in a position only a month, you're just going to go right back searching for a new job again. It's really not worth it. And worse yet, especially with physical stuff, you could hurt yourself. It's not worth it. So better off, find something you can do right now. And then if it's a job you really, really want, then work towards it. Don't Mm. do it right away. And your last one, asking questions. Good idea. Always a good idea for a new employee, new position. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Everyone knows you're new. 99% of the time, people are willing to answer your questions since you're new. Some people get annoyed by it, but most people will answer it. And you're going to have an easier time asking questions and not feeling weird about it now than you will six months from now. Because people get weird about that kind of Some don't, but a lot of people do. So ask your questions. Ask them early. It's never a bad thing. So A, a plus, number one, good idea for me. A plus. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome, Ajax. You're mm-hmm. very welcome. We'll talk about this on your next review. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll do my pilings for Ajax's ideas. Idea number one, planner. This is a good idea. Having a planner, especially if you're an independent contractor, if that's your new position. I used to work at a rock climbing gym and we had to schedule our own hours. So having a planner was definitely needed because you did not want to miss one of your scheduled events because if you did a no call no show you were losing your money for that day but then possibility you were going to get let go so planner definitely 100% a good idea healthy schedule good ideas pile I know when I start a new position I'm more concerned like okay what am I going to wear like okay do I have all the notes I need what kind of training am I going to have to go through? I'm all concerned about the new position that I tend to forget the simple stuff. Like make sure you're drinking water, make sure you're eating right, make sure you're sleeping, make sure you're you're not putting your whole life on hold for this new job because everything flows into one another. So if you just focus on the one aspect, you're going to neglect all these other things, which will then lower your job performance. So yes, scheduling healthy patterns, healthy things. Great idea. Write things down. Yes. Yes, this is a good idea. Every new office position I've ever had, when I go through the training, I always write my notes because there's going to be a time in the training process where the trainer can't train you and you have to do independent time. And there's nothing more boring than just sitting there like, do I have to read the policies again? Like, what the hell am I going to do? And what I do is I'll type out my notes. So that way, not only have I written them when I first was told the information, but now I'm reinforcing that information by typing them. And then I can categorize them. And that's how my brain works. As long as I can organize the information, I'll remember it better. So yes, this is a great idea. Me too. I do that same thing. I do. I, I write my notes during a meeting down and then I'll type them up. So I'll help you remember the, that, the things I have to do. Exactly. Yeah. So good idea. Write things down. Idea number four, physically being prepared for the job. I'm going to put this in the good ideas pile and not for the reason that you think. Yeah, if you have a job where you have to carry 50 pounds continuously, you should be physically fit. But I remember going into my first office job after I had not worked in an office situation in a long time. Those eight hours in front of a computer screen that first week were torturous. It was awful. I was not used to sitting in front of a computer for that long, sitting for eight hours, getting up every once in a while to use the restroom or to have a break. But I was not used to that kind of sedentary lifestyle. 
if I knew what I was going into going into that job, I would have practiced sitting in front of a computer because it was honestly a huge what the f? This is what I have to do all day. This this I'm not used to this. This sucks. I don't know if I could do this. So, yes, if you know there's going to be different kinds of requirements, definitely practice that before the job. If you can lift 50 pounds continuously, the job's just going to make you more efficient at it. So the more you're lifting dog food or cat litter up and down a ladder, you're going to get stronger, and that's going to help. But mm-hmm. like Alex said, you shouldn't apply for the job if you can't do that already. And lastly, ask questions. I do this today. My supervisor, bless his soul, I still ask him stupid questions to this day. So yes, good ideas. Always ask questions. You don't want to not ask a question and assume something. Do an action that just screws up so much work because you didn't ask a question. So yes, always, always, always ask questions. Especially if you have a person you know you can ask questions to. I used to work in a dealership where the one woman was absolutely miserable. If you asked her a question, you were just being a nuisance. You were destroying her day. How dare you stop her workflow to ask such an asinine question. So if you have someone you can go to within the company that you can ask questions, specifically your trainer, if you're really early on, ask the questions. So yes, good ideas. That's a a full good idea piling for for you this week for me. Someone's being a suck up. I mean, great, great job. Great job. Way to go. Hey, Alex, why don't you do your ideas? I would love to. For my first idea is a kind of a basic one. Is to make yourself available once you're in a new position. You want to seem eager to learn and you want to learn. So you got to jump up, be one of the first people to say, yes, let me help with something. Or can I go with you to see how you do X thing or Y thing? You got to make yourself available. Don't wait for them. Especially if you know it's going to be part of your job. Don't be afraid to ask. Can you show me how to do that? Or can I watch you and observe you while you do something? So you got to make yourself available, make yourself look available. And it helps with that first impression, not only with your employer, but also with your coworkers. So they know you want to work. So that's number one. Number two, stay off your phone. I see this way too much with the younger generation nowadays. They can't get off their god dang phone for five minutes. I mean, and I'm just talking about during the downtime. You know, when there's not a ton going on, but there's things to do, but not like a customer or something, an active project being worked on. Get off your damn phone. There's shit to do. Yeah, I don't understand why it's so important about texting in that five freaking minutes. If there's nothing to do or you've finished any and all tasks that can be done, yeah, then go on your phone. I don't care. But if you have shit to do or that you could be doing, do it. Because all it looks like is you're not, you don't give a shit. You care more about that piece of metal in your hand than you do about your job. And don't forget, you're getting paid right now. When you're looking at your phone, you're getting paid to look at your phone then, which means you're not doing your job and they have a right to yell at you. But telling you you have your gosh darn phone, they have every right to do so and you can't get pissed at them because you're not doing your job. If your job was to be on your phone and be social media coordinator or something like that, that's a different story. For my next one, it is don't make demands after your interview is over. In the interview process, you have every right to say, hey, I have certain needs, our restrictions, like I've got kids. I want to try and make sure I have at least one weekend day off. That's something we can work out. Yes or no. That is something that's fine and dandy during the interview process. If they agree to that, great. Hopefully they honor that agreement and you're good to go. Now, if you start demanding things after the interview saying, yeah, I can do all these things and why not? And then all of a sudden saying you don't want to or can't do it or refuse to do it. That is going to set a whole bad tone. I have worked with people, experienced people who are moved into a position and would make demands of their superiors that for things they didn't want to do that are part of the normal job. Not because they couldn't do it or they just felt they shouldn't have to do it. And just it blew my mind. And sometimes they would let them get away with it. What kind of tasks? Mm. 
Like any specific, like a specific restrictions. Like they didn't like everyone does teller transactions as well as well as the other stuff, like opening accounts, taking loans, all that fun stuff. Everybody takes part in their like everybody else's job. Like it's like part every of, part. Yeah, manager down to the teller all does teller transactions at some shape or form. Maybe not higher ups don't do it as much, but they still have to do it and know how to do it and do it well. It's part of your job. That's in the interview. That's what you do. You've got to be able to do that. And typically, for this person's position, they were typically the one who would kind of be the head of the tellers and the transactions. They didn't want to do any of it. They didn't want to do it. They said, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z, but I really don't like doing it, so I'm not, I don't want to do it. And it blew my mind because then they would let that person get away with it. That's besides the point, but I'm just saying, the more you make demands the worse impression people are going to have you and the less they're going to trust you to do the job itself. If you don't want to do something, make it clear during the interview process. I know you want to get the job and hope they'll accommodate afterwards, but if you're doing it right from the get-go, it's going to be bad. You're going to have a bad time. It's not good for anyone. It's not good for you. Not good for your coworkers. Not good for your employers. Don't do it. And this kind of rolls into the next one. Number four, wait before you mention any of your bad habits. You know, we're all human. We all have bad habits. But don't start bringing up your drug habits within the first week. Probably not a good idea. You know, some jobs don't care. Some do. Just tone it down. Bring it up a few months later after they see that you can do the job and maybe they'll be okay with it. Gauge their reactions on other topics first. You know, I mean, that's just an example, not a reality situation, but I'm just saying. Like, if you do some things that may be looked down upon or just a little unusual Bring it up later. They might still be cool with it. Gauge the room first before and give it some time before bringing any bad habits up, especially ones that they might question your activity during work. Besides being on your phone when you shouldn't be. One thing you should definitely do, number five, don't be afraid to bribe your coworkers, specifically with food. Everyone, especially with a new person, you find out they can cook or bake. Oh my God, you could be everyone's best friend. Hopefully they're not all on diets, but if they are, they'll probably still you love you more if you bring them chocolate. Uh, I've never gone wrong, except for like COVID times when things going to get a little weird. But most of the time, you're never going to have someone say anything bad about someone who brings in cookies or brownies or something like that to work. Don't be afraid to bribe your coworkers. Don't bribe them with money unless, you know, you're really desperate. But I'm just saying that I don't recommend. But bribing with food, A+. plus. Good way to make some friends, you know, and give a way to introduce yourself and get to know everybody. Number six is coming up. Dress appropriately. Dress appropriately for the job because not just with outdoor activity ones, you got to make sure you have boots. You need a, a really nice Carhartt pants or a bib or something just so you know you're not. You don't wear dress pants to go rake leaves. Dress appropriately. But also, if you're in an office setting or going to an interview, because this actually did happen, don't wear leggings to a job interview. I know people nowadays do a lot, but I've seen it with my own eyes where someone came in and was like, basically, the next step down would have been pajama pants. What didn't you like about the leggings? It's not appropriate office wear, especially when you're a customer-facing company or position. Were like, they if you're not cute? Oh, no, no. I don't care about them personally. I'm saying, but if you're with a customer, it doesn't look professional in most situations. Hmm. Like, I don't have anything against them. I know they're comfy. People like wearing them. But it's one of those things where if you're in a business setting, it may not be good. There may be settings where leggings are perfectly appropriate. But that's why I'm saying dress appropriately. I was just giving an example. Were they wearing anything over the leggings? Mm, that's no. the question too. It was just leggings. Oh, that's the issue. Just leggings. It Were, was just leggings. Was it a cute top? Was um, there a top? It was like a flower top, kind of a flower top. Were they top. wearing tall boots? No. They're that's wearing, appropriate. Was the shirt long? No. Good question. Again, I'm not a fashion person. It was a tire that didn't seem appropriate for the setting. Some settings that would be appropriate, other settings not so much. That's why I'm saying dress appropriately so that you're ready for the job. Like, you can always gauge later on if it's not a big deal, but be ready. Dress appropriately. I'm just really interested in this outfit now. I know. Oh, I'm just Jesus curious Christ. why we don't like leggings at all. 
I said that I don't like leggings. There's nothing wrong with leggings. I said dress appropriately. That time, that was not appropriate. That's all I'm saying. For number seven, don't flirt or sleep with your coworkers. Now, I don't care if it's your boss, coworkers, don't do it. It's never going to end well. Unless you're literally falling in love and going to get married next week, don't do it. There's an old saying, don't dip your pen in the company ink. Take that to heart. Don't do it. It's just trouble, especially if things don't work out and you still got to come to the same place of work. Don't do it. This isn't the office where you can have a Pam and whoever their name was moment. This ain't it. And especially don't do it as a means to get ahead. It's even worse if you're doing that because then you're disrespecting yourself. Like even the flirting, don't ever do it. So for number eight, if you are having trouble like making friends or getting used to your coworkers or if they're having a hard time getting used to you, blackmail them. Don't be afraid to dig up dirt on your coworkers because if they're not willing to work with you, make them work with you with blackmail. Find those embarrassing photos, find them doing things they're not supposed to do and just, you know, hold that little nugget over their head for at least as long as you can until either you get transferred, get out of the position, or uh, they get moved away. Who knows? They may even come to respect you because of it. You never know. It depends on the position of the person. Number nine, don't bring voodoo dolls to work, especially ones of your coworkers. I know it's tempting. I know we all have those times and moments, but don't bring voodoo dolls to work. It looks strange, and if people realize it's them, they might kind of look at you a little awkward, especially when they have that weird prickling thing in their back. It's going to get some questions. So, no Voodoo dolls at work. Here's another easy one. Don't steal your coworkers' family photos and say that they're your own family. It just makes you look weird, or you're trying to steal their identity, like crazy movie style, especially when they're you're there talking to them with the photo of their kids in hand. It's just not wait, worth it. Wait, wait, how did you get their photos? Off their desk. Did somebody do this before? Oh, I don't know, but just don't do it. It's stupid. It's a terrible idea, so don't do it. (laughs) And I'd say, last but not least, be yourself. When you got hired and were interviewing for that position, they hired you for who you are and what you can do. You don't have, I mean, you should definitely try and get along with everybody. You should definitely be a team player, but still be yourself because there's a reason why they hired you for your personality and hopefully for your skill sets, but... Don't be afraid to like express yourself in a meaningful and positive way. And that's all I got. Ended on a high note. Thanks, Alex. You're welcome. Let me do my pilings of your ideas, Alex. Yeah, I guess so. Number one, make yourself available. I'm going to put this in the ideas pile. Because, yeah, you're there to do a job. And you're there to learn. So you should definitely take any opportunities to do those two things. However, the reason it's in the ideas pile, not in the good ideas pile, is this might lead to you being known as a brown noser or a kiss-up if you're always volunteering for every little task. And there might be some people in your workplace who won't respect you because of that. If you're super eager to do all the things and be super impressive. I would say, yeah, if you feel comfortable and it's related to your job and someone needs that extra help, great. But if someone's like, oh, yeah, my car is dirty. I really need to take it to the car wash. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, you know what? I got a 15 minute break. I don't mind hosting it down for you. Like, yeah, that's not a problem. Like, don't be that person. God, no, don't be that person. This is like tasks to learn. Yeah. Not outside your job description bullcrap. Like, like, oh, I got to staple all these papers don't be like oh yeah no i can staple those papers for you even you know you're not in my department but i know you're a manager of a different department and i just want to make sure you know who i am so yeah. i love stapling papers i would do that because you're a brown noser and no mm-hmm. one likes you you know what us brown nosers gotta stick together well then you get a podcast with those guys because there's no other brown nosers here 
Number two, stay off your phone. Yes, this is a very good idea. I don't mind people having their phones on them in case of emergencies. People have kids, they got a call, it happens. But part of my job is I do have to go on Facebook and I purposely set up a fake Facebook for this part of my job because I knew if I had my own Facebook, I would get distracted and I wouldn't be as efficient with my job. So yes, staying off your phone. And this isn't just a generational thing. I know plenty of elder millennials and boomers who have a hard time staying off of their phone too. I would say unless if your job specifically dictates that you have to use your cell phone, I know some sales guys that do all of their work on their phones. That's oh, absolutely but like if you're in a call center and you're taking calls, processing orders, you shouldn't have your cell phone out. So, yeah, good idea. Don't make demands after the interview process. If you have agreed to a certain set of tasks and a certain set of expectations during the interview and then after the interview, you're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do four of those expectations, even though I agreed to it. That's a dick move. You're mm -hmm. a dick. That's like being, getting hired with the zoo as an animal caretaker and be like, I like the feeding part, but I'm not going to clean up the shit. So you're going to have to find someone else to do that. So yeah, I agree with this wholeheartedly. So good ideas. Number four, wait to mention bad habits. This I'm going to kind of put in the ideas pile. What you do on your time mm -hmm. is your time. If you have a bad habit of biting your toenails to trim them when you get home from work, no one needs to know about your hot mess of a life. That's, that's your business. If you have bad habits that occur during work hours that could affect your job performance, that probably should be brought up earlier on so the employer knows what they're getting into. I bought a car from a used car lot dealer and the salesperson self-proclaimed he had a bad habit with sunflower seeds and he was just like addicted to sunflower seeds. That wasn't stopping me from buying a car. That wasn't stopping him from working efficiently. It was just like a little bad habit he had. So that's not like something I would bring up. But if you have a drug problem and you're like in rehab, I had a coworker who was a recovering alcoholic and the boss bought us like little vodka bottles and little alcohol mixers for the holidays. Yeah, maybe telling her beforehand that he was a recovering alcoholic would have been beneficial. But that's like a discretionary thing. So I, I, I'm going to stick in the ideas pile because I can see some parts where that would be appropriate and then in other parts where it wouldn't be. So it really depends on your def definition of a bad habit. Fair enough. I think it's a fair assessment. Number five, don't be afraid to bribe your coworkers. This is going in the good ideas pile. Food is great. Free food people appreciate. Uh, just be careful about dietary restrictions and, you know, if anyone has a peanut allergy or anything like that. But, yeah, definitely a good idea. Six, dress appropriately. There's the old adage, dress for the, the job you want and not the job you have. I'm not a huge fan of that adage because I did that once at a minimum wage job that I was was dangled an HR job in front of. Like, hey, we just want you to learn the ropes, and as soon as this person retires, you're going to get the HR position. So I would dress in, like, power suits, and a third of my paycheck was going to dry cleaning bills. So it's an idea. I am very blessed that my current employer allows me to dress in T-shirts and jeans, and I love T-shirts and jeans, so... So yeah, I, I, you don't want to be in see-through mesh top with fishnets and Daisy Dukes. Unless that's a part of your job. Unless if it's part of your job. Which uh, is then I, dressing appropriately. Yeah. Part of your job. My job, that wouldn't be appropriate. But yeah, no, so ideas. 
Seven, don't flirt slash sleep with coworkers. I'm going to put this in the ideas pile. And the reason I'm putting it in the ideas pile is when I have friendships with people, like if I get along with someone, my like default setting is flirty. I'm super, super flirty, like ass slapping. Girl, you look good in those jeans. Oh my God, did you lose weight? Oh, I love what you did with your... For whatever reason, at my workplace, any woman could get their hair cut, could get three feet of their hair cut off. I do not notice it. Any dude gets their hair cut like a millimeter. I can totally recognize and be like, oh my God, you got a haircut? That looks nice. It's weird. I don't know why, but it always happens. But yeah, so ideas. You shouldn't flirt to get ahead. I like to think I have a very good relationship with my supervisor. I have a very good relationship with the owner of the company. And I feel like I can be friendly towards them. Like, I don't purposely flirt to get ahead. And I definitely don't sleep with any of them. But yeah, so ideas. Eight, blackmail. This is going in the bad ideas pile. Because it's not something a new employee should do. This is something once you've been established. Once you've been there for a while and you could have your own intel. Keep a folder of the person's screw-ups and F-ups and things you know they're doing wrong, but you have no authority to say anything. And you hold that information. So when that bomb goes off, you could be like, well, yeah, didn't anyone else notice that this person was a ticking time bomb? Look at all this shit they've always said. So it's a bad idea strictly because it's not a new employee or a new position kind of tool to have. Nine, don't bring voodoo dolls. It's a good idea. Yes! (laughs) You shouldn't bring voodoo dolls into the workplace. Mm -hmm. But I did have a supervisor that was so bad that my mom was in New Orleans and saw a voodoo practitioner and was very close to buying a voodoo doll for me, for the supervisor. My dad talked her out of it, because he believes in the juju, and I believe in the juju. It's, it's not it's not cool. You don't do voodoo on people. So yeah, don't bring voodoo dolls into the workplace. Ten, don't steal co-workers' family photos. Yeah, no, this is, this is a good idea. You shouldn't steal family photos from other people unless if you're like blackmailing them or if you're trying to gaslight them but that's once again that's after you've been in a company for a while and last but not least 11 be yourself it's an idea and i'm going to explain why it's not a good idea I became unemployed, and there was very little jobs available at the time I was unemployed. Thanks, Obama. When I was job searching, I needed a job. And I was doing anything and everything I could to get that job. So if it was a job that's like, are you good on the phones? Do you like talking on the phones? Yeah, I love talking on the phones. Talking on the phone is great. Let me talk on those phones. And, you know, they were all lies, but I needed the job. So I wasn't being true to myself, which would explain why I had such a horrible experience at said job. But starve and become poor because you weren't taking a job that was there or not be yourself. Yeah, but this is we're not talking about the interview process. We're talking about when you start. That also comes back to the. You know, if you're not actually physically prepared or ready for the job, you shouldn't be applying for it. I understand your perspective is 100% correct when you it's either starvation or you just being in a shitty job. I understand. But the the whole fake it till you make it kind of mentality, I hate it so much. No, I, I'm very much about the fake it until you make it. But your personality and who you are as a person, you should be. I did work with someone who... We were working in an inner city, and she would purposely try to be inner city-ish. And kids could see right through it. She wasn't authentic. Whereas I was being me, and the kids respected me because they knew it was a constant. They knew they were getting me 
every time they interacted with me. Were they going to get inner city this person or are they going to get suburb this person? Yeah, it's very important to be yourself. Keep your personality, but actually Now it's time for my pilings for Alex's ideas. (sighs) So, for your first idea of making yourself available. Um, I'm putting this in the good ideas pile, but I want to put a caveat in here saying that you should I mean, it's great to know, go around and, you know, help out, jump in on tasks, learn more things, but also keep aware of your boundaries and what you need to do. So don't overdo it because you can get into the task of help, the, the, the whoo, the hoopla of helping out. But then if you're not still covering your own responsibilities, then it might need to be a little bit lessened. So good ideas, but just keep in mind, do your job. Staying off your phone, I'm going to put this in the ideas pile right now because I have, with with more of the quarantine, corona-y lifestyle, I have a lot more phone calls that are on my cell phone. I have a lot more pictures that I have to take on my cell phone and even answer emails in the middle of the field because I'm communicating with volunteers. Yeah, that's what they all say. So it's harder to not always be on the phone when you're coordinating things. But that being said, if it's useless information that you are looking up and it's taking up time, then get off your damn phone. Number three, don't be a dick. All right, yeah, don't be a dick. Good idea. Don't make demands after you've been hired. Yeah, I heard don't be a dick, and I'm always for don't be a dick. Don't make demands. Also, the person in my example, I may—I forgot to mention, also made demands during their interview, like that they didn't want to ride the elevator to the interview. Lazy. So they made the, the two people. That's a red flag. So they made the two people that were doing the interview come to them. Oh. Are you shitting me? Uh, like, I can understand. Like, oh, I'm not a big fan of elevators. Mm. Uh, which, how do I get there? Where's, via where's the stairs? Mm, not no. like, come down to the lobby and do this interview. Yeah, no, no. I'm hitting the tip of the iceberg on mm. this one. But don't be a dick. Mwah. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, good idea. All right, so your fourth idea, waiting before mentioning bad habits. I agree about that one. I don't want to hear all that stuff quite yet i mean if it's necessary and pertinent and if it's like stuff that i would have to know beforehand if it's like personal information that i it would be better for your own safety if i knew or better for like the job itself fine but like i don't need to know everything i like keeping my work life and my life life separately sometimes helps get the job done faster not always together Number your fifth idea. Bribing your coworkers with food. Yes. Always a good idea. Always bribe your coworkers with food. That should be top of the list. Food's great. Number six. Dress appropriately for the job. I am going to put this in the ideas pile leaning towards good because please dress appropriately for the job, but I still can't get over the leggings thing yet. The leggings. You guys got weight. It's really. I don't quite understand the leggings situation yet. It was an example, but it's <laughs> not the the reason for what I'm talking or the topic at hand. Because it's like can be dressed up depending on the leg. Yes, yes, they can. Again, it's not about the leggings is the issue. It's, it's that the, the it was about how appropriate the person was dressed for the occasion, for the situation. For the situation. That's what I'm talking about. I okay, I am totally with you on that one, especially for like my job where you have to dress for it's the like situation. A, for your job. If you saw someone coming to do your job in a freaking business suit and skirt, are you thinking they're dressed appropriately? No. They're dressed like an idiot. That would not be a good job. Like Unless I'm, they can work it though. Like if they can work it and they can dig with it in heels, I mean, I would have to give some props to that one. I now want to come to your workplace and dig in heels. I kinda wanna say it. It wouldn't be, I, I, they wouldn't be like stiletto heels. They would be more like a platform heel because I don't want to get stuck in the mud, like sink mm. into the mud. So a platform shoe, but I would dig in a platform shoe just to do it. All right. So oh, dr- always dress appropriately for the job. 
I want to heal to gouge out my ears right now just from what I'm hearing. That would be a stiletto. <laughs> you would want a stiletto. Whatever! <laughs> Whatever! <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do that with a platform or a kitty heel. You need something that could get into the ear canal, so God. stiletto. All right, so your next idea, don't flirt or sleep with your coworkers. I agree wholeheartedly, 100%. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. But why would you say it like that? Because you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> but the weird thing is, is when you have to like live with your husband or work with your husband or like work with a significant other, like that's a whole different mm-hmm. dynamic that one would have to work through, literally, because your work life situation would be even more crisscrossed. All right. Number eight, blackmailing your coworkers. Actually, with Kate's caveat, I agree with that. Like, don't do it when you first start. When you're there, you're, you're building up knowledge. You're building up intel. You might not even know that you're picking up details of situations. Also, it's extra work to do that stuff, too. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's a bad idea, but leaning towards ideas pile. <laughs> it's a bad idea for you because you have shit memory, whereas I have, like, really good memory. So it's yeah. really easy for me to remember, like, oh, yeah, I remember they got really cozy at that holiday party and they were both with their significant others at the time that I wonder if they knew. Ooh. Mm. Whose child exactly. is it? You know? Ooh. Is it Steve's or is it Todd's? It's Todd's. Todd all the way. Yeah, but their significant others, the two girls that were there. There's Todd's too. Todd's Todd. always in my room. They're, it's they're always Todd's. Todd. All right, Todd. so your ninth idea no voodoo dolls to work. Unless you work with voodoo dolls. Unless that's your job, because if you don't have, like, this is an idea, because I'm not putting out away the voodoo profession. That I mean, there's some really good voodooists out there. Voodooism? So. No. No. That's wrong. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Don't, Sorry. Don't piss off people who are practicing No, yeah, don't piss off. Cut! This <laughs> is... Delete this. Delete it. Redo your Delete. assessments. You know what? Voodoo, voodoo is great. Is great. Voodoo great we like voodoo here that's it it's a good idea voodoo voodoo for the win <laughs> kate but why did you say earlier that you didn't believe in it and you thought it was terrible and that's stupid lies do not put uh, that bad juju on me i don't know how to answer th- i don't know how to pile this <laughs> you were fine in the beginning and then yeah, it started off, off strong yeah and i know you started off strong Miss, uh, man, I'm just gonna put this in the ideas pile. I'm, I'm just gonna go voodoo <laughs> doll, bringing it to work, and ideas pile unless you use it for work. Okay, there, done. Idea number ten: steal your coworkers' photos. Don't, don't, don't steal. do it. Yeah, that, don't that was the idea. Was yeah, don't, don't do steal it. Steal your coworkers' photos mm-hmm. and claim that they're ask. your own. Yeah, don't do it. Exactly. Unless they have a copy of that photo and they're like, yeah, here's a copy of it. I don't need this extra. But don't do it. Or what the only caveat would be is, you know, when you go to like Walmart or Target and you buy a picture frame, if their family are the models in the frame itself. Perfect. Before you fill it in. And if you work there, too, you you would just be like, wow, that that photo's on the shelf out there. Yeah. And you're like, wait, that's a photo of my family. Of course, I can't say much. When I was at my parents' house the other day uh, uh, for my dad's birthday, and of course, on there, they've got nightstands in the, the living room, and one of them had, like, the usual stuff, like my college photos, nieces and nephews, and then the other one had the little jelly bean dispenser and a pictureless picture frame with just the, it's 11 by 7 and the fake family there propped up. It's like... It's not even like open to accept a photo or anything. It's like re- it's displaying the empty frame, but with the the stock photo in it. Was it a very pretty frame? Was, I don't remember the frame. Because maybe I remember people were the photo by the frame, and they're like, "Look how beautiful this frame is." We don't have any photos to put in it yet, but I want to show off this frame. This is a really nice frame. Well, and maybe you love the stock photo family. Maybe you should give your parents a picture of our logo to put in that frame. <laughs> it's already hard enough to make my let my parents talk to me as it is with how upset they are with me all the time. They're because lucky of, I even let me in the house for because, my dad's birthday. Because of this podcast. 
Yes, it from is because all of the this fight. shit talking <laughs> you've done on your family. You yeah. asshole. Exactly. 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 And this gets me to my last piling of your idea number 11, being yourself. You know what? Do it. I figured you were saying, I thought you were about to say, stop it. Don't be yourself. <laughs> don't Just be don't. Yourself. You're an asshole. Stop <laughs> it. If you're a dick and that's who you are, then you shouldn't be yourself. Per Unless then we'll know previous. sooner or be yourself sooner. So then we'll know sooner. So we'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the, that guy's the dick. That yeah. guy's the dick. And so, yeah. Thanks, Alex. No, thank you for both of you for your hard work in piling my ideas. Hey, I think it's now your turn. Well, thank you, Ajax. Let me do my ideas. My first idea for people who are coming into a new work environment or a new position is be humble. When I got one of my first jobs right out of college, I thought I knew everything. And I got into the the job and I looked at these other people and like, oh, they don't know as much as I do. And I'm, I'm totally better at this. And I'm going to, I'm going to take the world by storm. And I'm going to show these people the right way to do this job. People are there in the positions they're in because they work to get to those positions for the most part. So kind of respect that this person's in this managerial position in this same position as you or a lower position, they worked to get there. So keep that in the back of your mind when you're starting a new job. Be humble. From the janitor to the CEO, everybody worked hard to get to where they are. You worked hard to get to where you are. So just try to keep that in the back of your mind. Number two, knowing the hierarchy of the company that you work in. So this is more so my experience with office work, especially if you work in a larger office building, to know the hierarchy, who's at the very top of the food chain, and then who's at the bottom. Because the last thing you want to do is get into a water cooler situation, you're talking shit about someone, and you're talking shit about someone to their boss, not knowing it's their boss, and you think it's a person in the same level as you or below know the hierarchy you want to know when the president of the company comes in and asks you hey can you do me a favor and make 10 copies of this compared to like a co-worker who comes in and asks hey can you make 10 copies of this because you might be busy you might be legitimate busy but you're going to make time for the president of the company compared to like a co-worker who can do it themselves so know the hierarchy to piggyback off of that, hold your ground. Number three, hold your ground. It is prison rules in this bitch. If you're in an office situation and you're constantly doing everybody else's work, everybody else around you knows you're doing everybody else's work, and they will make you their gopher. If there's something that someone's asking you to do that is not your job and you're busy and you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. But remember, hierarchy rules. So if the president of the company comes in and wants you to be a little bitch, yeah, of course, he's signing your check. Go be a little bitch. But if your co-worker's like, oh yeah, no, you need to do all these things and all these things and all these things, it's like, no, I don't. I have my workload. I have my tasks. You're not my supervisor. You can't tell me what to do. It's good to know that you can say no when it's not your job to do those things. Don't get pushed around by people who aren't supposed to be pushing you around. Your supervisor tells you something to do, that's one thing. President tells you to do something, that's another thing. But if someone at a different department is telling you to do shit, talk to my supervisor. It has happened to me where someone in a different department will tell me to do something that I know isn't right to make their job easier. And it's like, I'm not going to do that because that's not my job. If you have a and problem your job with, is following the rules. Yes. And if you have a problem with that, there's my supervisor. If he wants me to do that or if she wants me to do that, then I'll do it. But they got to tell me. So hence goes back to the hierarchy rule. Number four, 
after all that rant about prison rules and knowing the hierarchy, getting to know your coworkers is actually a really helpful thing. If you are planning to be at this job, you took the job thinking it was going to be a long-term position, you want to get to know your coworkers. It's easier to do a job when you know the people, when you're friendly with the people. The people in your work environment aren't like NPCs in a video game. They're not non-playable characters. They're actual people. You can get to know them. You might find that you have things in common. The person who was kind of standoffish before just turns out to have resting bitch face and you guys have a lot in common. Get to know your coworkers. They'll help you get acclimated when you're friends with your coworkers. They're more willing to help you out and answer questions. And if the job doesn't work out, at least you get to meet some more people and expand your circle of friends and network. So get to know your coworkers. On that note, number five. When you're first starting, it's going to be hard. You're learning new things. You're, lear- you're in a new situation where you don't know anyone. You don't know the people. You don't know how any of the ins and outs of the office work or the relationships people have. It's intimidating. So don't give up too soon. People tend to get scared off when things get hard. It's going to be hard. My most recent job, the training was painful because it was just a lot of reading of a lot of procedures and a lot of stupid little quizzes and a lot of time of doing like self-studying. It was rough. However, once we got past that rough patch, I got to get into really doing the work and doing the job and I absolutely love it. And I got to know my supervisor, who is awesome. I have the best relationship with my supervisor. I'm so glad I stuck it out and I didn't put my tail between my legs and go running back to my old job. So don't give up too soon. Give the job a chance. Get to learn the stuff. But then on the flip side, don't stay in a toxic workplace. If you're in a work environment where you're literally in the parking lot thinking to yourself I could try to just call out and just go home I just don't want to deal with it today I don't want to deal with it tomorrow if you're getting anxiety about going to work if you can't separate work from your personal life easily if you have a supervisor who just makes your life a living hell and is gaslighting you and is just abusing their power get out of there Life is too damn short to be that miserable eight hours a day, eight hours plus a day, five days a week. Find somewhere else if you can. Don't just suck it up and be like, "Eh, everybody doesn't like their job. That's not true. People do like their jobs. There are people out there who actually enjoy what they're doing or aren't absolutely miserable in what they're doing. So if it's toxic... If the people are toxic and it's not just like I don't know the information, I don't understand how to do the job, if it's just miserable, there's no reason for you to stay longer than you have to. If you can get out, get out. Start looking for a new job. And last but not least, if your workplace has work funtivities, baseball outings, barbecues, happy hours, holiday parties, things like that, especially as a new employee should go to those things. You get to see people outside of the office, outside of work. You get to know your coworkers a lot better. You become a face that people get used to seeing. It's definitely helpful and it definitely gives you a better idea of who you're working with. Participate in work activities if you can. Yeah, those are just a bunch of my ideas on surviving a new place. Well, thank you, Kate. No, no, thank you. All right, so your first idea was to be humble. Treat everybody with respect. That should be a no-brainer. Yes, good idea, Pyle. 
Number two, knowing the hierarchy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a very important idea here. That's why the hierarchy is there. Also, well, it should be. Like, I mean, it doesn't always, may not always work, but it's there for a reason. If, if that's the system that we're using, come on, everybody should use the system appropriately. Learning it in as just as a new person coming in, very good idea. And it'd be great if like, as people stay around and like people are there for a while, they should remember the hierarchy too. And don't go off script. <laughs> so good idea. Don't be a bitch is your third idea. That's always a good idea. Don't be a bitch. And say no when it's not your job. Yeah, don't be afraid to say no. Especially if you be like, hey, I'm supposed to do this and you're telling me to do this. I at least have to do this first. Then we'll see if that happens over here. So that's a good idea. Oh, getting to know your coworkers. I mean, I'm going to say this is a good idea because they are people too. So that was number four. Don't give up too soon. Yeah. I learn that every day when I do, like, when I'm learning a new pole trick or something. It might be hard, but, like, once you get through the hard spot, then it, it becomes easier at the end. So it works really well in the short run as well. So don't give up too soon. Good idea, Pile. Don't stay in a toxic environment. Agreed. That's also a good idea. It's just a job. That's it. It's your choice to be there. And participating in work funtivities. I'm going to put this in the ideas pile. Depends on the funtivity. Because, like, if it's a hanging out activity where everybody's just sitting around the table and drinking and it's that's it, I don't really like to take part in that sometimes. It's not always. I'll sit around for a little bit. That's where you get all of your blackmail information is those types of gatherings. Of course it is. I like to be moving. If it's a moving discussion, like if we're like, we're doing something, maybe that's why I don't have any blackmail material because I just don't stick around for the blackmail material. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm, this is why I would never be a good blackmailist. No. All right. So those are my pilings. Thanks, Ajax. Thank you, Ajax. All right. Time for this to really get the real out. answers to this. Number one, be humble. I'm going to put this in the ideas pile going towards good. Yes, humble, I completely agree with. If you're something that you're, you're known for, really do really well, don't be afraid to, to talk yourself up a little bit. It's like, hey, I really am confident in my skills with this. Let me give it a shot. Da-da-da-da. You could screw it up and you fall on your face, but you could show maybe a new way of doing something. So don't be afraid to be a little bit confident in your skills and say that. But don't be a dick about it. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yes. Also, a little bit of fresh blood can sometimes keep people from who are complacent in their jobs, who've then been there for 15 years, but kind of got complacent, maybe get them moving a little bit faster too. That's fresh blood. a side shoe. Yeah. yeah. When you have a new person coming in, the people like that have been there for 20 years. Yeah. Number two, know your hierarchy. Yes, that's a good idea. Know who the boss is, CEO, president, and then work your way down so you know know what they look like, what their personality is like, if you can find that out. I'm very lucky for where I work. Everyone in the hierarchy is actually super nice, from the president on the way down, CEO and president, right down to my immediate supervisor. That is nice. I honestly that's can't nice complain whatsoever. Very, very lucky. That, that's always a great thing. Yeah. Number three, holding your ground. I'm kind of putting this idea by kind of going towards good, but it really it's a caveat with the idea. Because again, I agree. If you're busy, you've got shit to do. Don't have someone else who's not your supervisor or not someone who should be telling you what to do ask you to do stuff. But if you're not busy, it's also important to be a team player. I've got an hour before my next task is going to go. When you need this, it's going to take you 20 minutes. Sure, I'll help you out. If they're taking advantage of you, then go, you know what? I've got a couple of things I need doing. I'm sorry. You'll know if it starts becoming a trend versus just a one-off thing. You got to just keep that in mind. Number four, get to know your coworkers. No, they're all just bees in the hive. They're all just workers. They're blank, faceless people. Yeah, of course, get to know your coworkers. You're gonna be. You spend more time there than you do at home. You might as well get to know them and hopefully get along with them. It's a good idea. And you could make lifelong friends. 
Yeah. Number five, don't give up soon. Good idea. This is something, again, like you said, 100%, people get used to it. They feel like it's an overwhelming situation. And it sometimes it just takes time to get used to it. I know I've gone through the whole imposter syndrome with positions. And you don't feel like you're adequate. You're not as good as everybody else. But sometimes you have to remind yourself you're there for a reason. They hired you for a reason. Give yourself some time and give yourself a little slack. And don't be so hard on yourself. So, good idea. And then if it's not that and they're just being all dicks, don't stay if it's a toxic environment. 100% agree. Get the hell out of there. Find another job. Take their money if you can and if you can deal with it, at least while you're looking. Great. But if not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the stress. It's not worth the mental stress. Been in that situation too. It ain't worth it. By a long shot. And last, but certainly not least, going for outings. I was originally going to say this is like a good idea or idea going towards good until you mentioned baseball. Because again, I'm all about hanging out, having some drinks, just chatting, getting to know each other. But then there's baseball or physical activity. And we all know where this ends up. Watching baseball. Baseball Watching other people watch people play baseball. Uh, Watching baseball is even more boring than playing baseball. It's perfect like, for I getting to know your coworkers, so or I could just we could just not watch baseball, have drinks, and chat and talk rather than looking at a screen with baseball that no one cares about because baseball's boring. Well, at the actual <laughs> game, like, no, because I've done that. I have done that, and I've again, that. I don't like watch it. the game. I chat with people. I don't even know what the ga- I couldn't tell you what the score until I looked up a scoreboard. I didn't even really pay attention. I'd be watching the game. Oh, God, no, I wouldn't be watching at all. I like social engagement. I like hanging out with them, but I do not want to watch the game or anything like that. Enjoy the time spent there. I always appreciate it, but it's... Baseball's boring! That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, bad idea on that one. But that's all I got. Jeez, Alex, (laughs) thanks for your pilings. I deeply appreciate them. (laughs) Liar. We should probably thank our listeners. Oh, yes. Listeners, thank you so much. And if you have been going through some tough times in the jobosphere, just keep on trucking. Hang in there, cat, kitten, kitty, kitty, cat. Hang in there. What are you saying? The poster with the cat that hangs. Hang in there with the cat. It says hang in there. It doesn't say kitty, cat, kit, cat. Cat, kitty, kitty, cat, cat, cat. It doesn't say that. It just says hang in there. <laughs> also, the thank point. you so much, listeners, for coming in and listening to us today in your listening sphere. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Sirius Radio. We have a YouTube channel. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. If you have any photos you want to send our way, you can do so at ideas all day podcast if you have any ideas for the show or want to collaborate you can uh, contact us at ideas all day podcast at gmail.com but yeah thanks for listening and remember everyone don't be a dick don't be a dick don't be a dick bye guys bye 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 bye, bye. bye. bye.